behind Q. He's working for the president, he's working for our country. Alien Welcome, listeners, to episode 15 of the QAnon Anonymous Podcast, the Guantanamo Bay episode. <laughs> I'm your host, Jake. And I'm your co-host, Julian. We've got a great episode for you guys today. We're going to go walk through some of the QAnon theories surrounding Guantanamo Bay. And then, as a special treat, we are going to be joined by a special guest who has actually been to Guantanamo multiple times and will help you and me understand what's really <laughs> happening over there. First, we're going to get into the Q drops uh, regarding Guantanamo Bay, of which there are not many. Um, I searched the but, Q but, but, but wait, this is supposed to be the place where the fucking hangings happen, the, the, the military tribunals? Yes, it's, it's interesting. Q, uh, Guantanamo Bay seems to be the end result of the culmination of the QAnon theory, and yet his drops... Um, there's not a ton. He had one on February 11th in 2018 that said, uh, United, United Airlines to Guantanamo Bay. What airline check-in counter at PVG T2 is located at E? What was the location of E? Pick posted on other board. Why is this relevant? Well, what? what? So I, I actually, I dug into this a little bit. PVG <laughs> is a Shanghai Pudong International Airport. <laughs> Okay, I can uh -huh. only I can only assume he's talking about airline check in counter at P I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about an airport here. I could be incorrect. Uh -huh. So it turns out that a lot of Anons did some research online. And what they came up with is that United Airlines flies a plane to San Francisco out of gate E. So I have literally no idea what that means or how that uh, San Francisco is on the opposite the side of the country is on the opposite side of the country from Guantanamo Bay. So I don't know. A lot of guys uh, seemingly felt like they put a ton of shit together by figuring out that there's a United Airlines uh, flight that goes to San Francisco. I'm sure I, there's a better explanation for that than than you. But you're I not could as not good find, a white supremacist. As I could not find the significance. Um, so then, okay. So then, there's the second one that talks about Guantanamo is from August 19th, 2018, and it says "cause" in the kill box, divine subversion. <laughs> The act of sub, and then he goes into the like the Webster's English dictionary. Dude, he loves definitions. The act of subverting, the state of being subverted, especially a systematic attempt to overthrow or undermine a government or political system by persons working secretly from within. Effect in the kill box. Quote: The United States seeks to impose tangible and significant consequences on those who commit serious human rights abuse or engage in corruption, as well as to protect the financial system of the United States from abuse by these same persons, end quote. Sounds like what the people who torture you say. Another quote. I therefore determine that serious human rights abuse and corruption around the world constitute an unusual and extraordinary threat to the national security, foreign policy, and economy of the Wait, United States. Wait, is this States. part of the Q-drop? And I hereby declare a national emergency to deal with he that threat. He doesn't get to declare shit. He's not elected. So this is from the uh, Trump's executive order, essentially... Um, Forcing all of America to have gay sex. That is sort of, not reopening Guantanamo Bay, but sort of re-energizing it. Um, he signed a executive all the order. sailors. Right. He's, he, he signed an executive order in, I believe it's, it was around the end of August. 
um, that basically said that basically it was under the guise of, you know, punishing human rights and human trafficking, you know, abusers. And that's and that somehow it feeds into the the um, the sort of uh, continuation of Guantanamo Bay uh, being open. And then he goes on to talk mm. about a bunch of he got F- FBI personal removal and, you know, all of his typical shit. So anyways, so remember when Trump signed that crazy omnibus spending bill that freed up something like $700 billion for the military? No, I don't. So apparently, because all of the wonderful folks up on the Hill were so eager to get their greasy little nubs on $1.3 trillion in funds, they pushed this whole thing to Donnie while the ink was still drying on whatever shitty low-tier computer paper they, they've got <laughs> over on Capitol Hill. Meaning, really, that no one really knew what was in it. Sure, there was like $1 billion going towards the census, which the Dems were happy about, but there was also $700 billion going towards our military. Hoorah. But... Mm-hmm. According to legend, there was also hidden deep inside the bill funds allocated into upgrading Guantanamo Bay. Um, <laughs> you know, and this was this included building <laughs> building a, a a migrant camp uh, that was capable of holding fifteen thousand people. Oh wait. What? Now, this is no secret, as the president himself declared that he wanted to, quote, fill Gitmo with some really bad dudes, <laughs> end quote. Dude. And one, and, and oh, one can only yeah. assume that he's speaking about the likes of Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and poor little Jeb Bush, whose biggest crime was being well, being a walking Will Ferrell caricature of his entire family. <laughs> That's not true. Jeb Bush is a criminal. Of course, the Anons were on it immediately. And in an effort to go back and track down some of their analysis from the August drop, I stumbled across this YouTube video, and it's titled, quote, QAnon plus Gitmo equals, (laughs) (laughs) this is a shitty math, this is a shitty math problem. QAnon plus the thing that is part of it equals the storm. No, it says, (laughs) it says QAnon plus Gitmo equals the Anons are ready to drop the HRC Huma snuff video. Viewer, whoa, 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 viewer whoa, whoa, discretion whoa, 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 whoa. is advised. Well, wait, stop for a second. So you're saying that there's a, a death porn video involving Huma Abedin and and Hillary Clinton? Yes, we're gonna get to it. No, that that okay. I mean, that is so logical. Like I can accept that face value. So the funny thing is, is the video is <laughs> brought to is brought to you by the conservative McDonald's. Cr- they call themselves <laughs> the finest. They call themselves in the country. They call themselves C8, and it's. And it stands for Conservative Creators Coalition for the Cessation of Cabal-Controlled Censorship by Cloning Content. Excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. The cloning content is called copy-pasting. I will ask you to respect that because that's how I develop all of my content, okay? I don't have any original ideas. I no judgment. Other people's ideas. No judgment. So the entire time the video is going on, there's a, uh, there's a screen in the background with a picture of Adolf Hitler. Uh, with the caption, fighting the techno-Nazis, one truth video at a time. And the music is like this slowed down, weepy violin version of Titanic's My Heart Will Go On. I'm dead serious. That's actually actually what it is. My fash will go on. So I watched this abomination of a YouTube video, and most of it is an older gentleman in a QAnon t-shirt and a Trump 2020 hat. And he's smoking a ciggy, and he's telling the tale of how he was past the Hillary Clinton Huma Abedin snuff video allegedly taken by the NYPD from Anthony Weiner's laptop. (laughs) 
But what but what does this have to do with Gitmo, I asked? The video's kind of a dead end in terms of Gitmo stuff. Um, the guy shows a pic of a mutilated child and claims that this is a picture from the Hillary Snuff video, and I really hope that I don't get in any trouble for watching this on my home computer. Um, honestly, the most interesting part of the video is that he reveals that the Coronado Naval Base is in the shape of a swastika. And actually, I looked this up, and it is. It, it, it actually is kind of like... A secret swastika. So, anyways, my search continued. What I discovered is that it is incredibly difficult to find anything about this. Almost all the YouTube videos have been removed, and with the shutdown of all pro QAnon boards, there's very little pro Q analysis available on the World Wide Web. Anytime I Googled QAnon plus Guantanamo, Sad. the only thing that comes up are MSM articles talking about how insane QAnon is, which is fair. So sad. Uh, the basic gist, from what I understand, is that when Trump, last December, signed the executive order blocking the property of persons involved in serious human rights abuse or corruption, he essentially was paving the way to detain high-level cabal threats at the newly funded and reopened Guantanamo. Some journalists appeared to know more about this than others. A former Forbes writer, Benjamin Fulford, wrote on his blog in January 1st of this year, quote, in a historic moment of poetic justice, most of the U.S.-based top perpetrators of the fake war on terror have now themselves been renditioned to the U.S. Navy camp in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba, Pentagon sources say. The Rothschild assets George Soros, Peter Monk, Peter Sutherland, the Bushes, the Podestas, and many others may have been airlifted to Gitmo for military tribunals. So this was in January 1st of this year. As the Department of Defense spends $500 million to upgrade the prison and send more military police and Marines, the sources say, in one of many signs of just how historic the new American Revolution is. Quote, 30 congressmen will not be returning in the new year, the Pentagon sources say. CIA sources also confirm that former U.S. President Bill Clinton, hoping for a plea bargain, is spilling the beans on people like former CIA head John Brennan, top U.S. Mossad agent Rahm Emanuel. Oh, my God. Does any of this check out or... The U.S. No, clearly, uh, Tony Podesta, the Podesta brothers, Soros, and Bill Clinton are not currently in Guantanamo, which is what this article is sort of supposing. Okay, I'm just checking. Um, former Vice President Dick Cheney and many others. Now, if, and if anybody deserves to be locked up, it's former Vice President Dick Cheney, I'll say. I would uh, agree. Now, unless the cabal has come up with some very popular, very dark uh, doppelganger spells, it's pretty safe to say that the folks mentioned above are indeed not currently in Guantanamo Bay. I also looked for sources regarding the $500 million allegedly going towards the facility's upgrade, but all I found was this from military.com, and it mm -hmm. reads... The biggest ticket item for the U.S. Navy base in Cuba in the so-called omnibus spending law is $115 million for a new 848 troop barracks across the street from the McDonald's. And yeah, because very clearly, based on what we're going to hear later, um, there's actually only about 40 or 50 people currently in Guantanamo. Right. Uh, so it says uh, uh, there's 848 troop barracks across the street from <laughs> from the McDonald's and commissary to consolidate enlisted, enlisted prison staff under one roof. However, I did find from the Miami Herald, uh, quote, in two other major projects, Congress is poised. Congress is poised to give the army one hundred and twenty four million to build a new barracks for an eight hundred and forty eight prison troops to be ready in four years. And on a different corner of the base, the Pentagon is soliciting bids of up to one hundred million dollars to build a skeletal structure for a thirteen thousand person migrant tent city and housing for five thousand U.S. troops. The uh 
the government is asking if w- the burgers are going to be squared and so never did, frozen. So I did think as that, long as they're never frozen, I think that they can be a tasty burger and we can have a good time. So I did find it kind of interesting that in a in a you know a public Wendy's. a public black site uh, that holds only you know forty people that they're building this structure to house thirteen thousand potential detainees yeah um, it's not true as well as housing no but this is this is actually source this is like this is from um carol uh what's her name at the miami herald who who from when from when um it is from around the same time i mean around january around january of of this year um, oh wait okay okay yeah Go also on. also is it worth mentioning that there's a guantanamo xbox 360 game plan <laughs> yeah, of course of course it is because this episode has no direction until we meet a specialist um so anyways that's sort of what i found out so far and wait, and what's the xbox 360 game have you dude, checked it out i checked it out it, it apparently was based on a actual detainee there and the game was going Jesus. to be that um that guantanamo comes under attack from a a foreign sort of invasion Hells and yeah. you as one of the detainees have to sort of fight your way out um okay. i don't know if it ever actually came out um but it was definitely in development yeah. i mean either way Video games based on current human rights crises are pretty lame. Yeah, pretty lame yeah, in general. Sad and kind of like oh. But so the Q, the Q and I mean the QAnon thing is is that that Guantanamo is going to be, you know, that essentially all of this upgrading and money that they put into it and money that they fu- funded through this omnibus bill was basically so uh, to prepare for the coming storm that and 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 if you look through all of the all of the boards and stuff many many people on the on the Q side actually believe that people like John Podesta and Tony Podesta and uh, are already in Guantanamo Bay that essentially they were arrested months and months and months ago but that the mainstream media is sort of Keeping uh, the public in the dark about their arrest because it looks which I think we can agree is crazy is absolutely crazy. I think that um, we know for sure. Well, actually, nobody actually nobody has heard from Tony Podesta in quite a while. That's fine. Yeah, he's a fucking he closed his group closed uh, once they came under scrutiny from the Mueller probe. Of course, he was done. They yeah. Why would he post more? He's not going to intimidate. I mean, yeah, the the he fucked up. He's an idiot. The Podesta group closed down, and nobody's really heard from Tony Podesta. And one of the things that Q it constantly says in in his drops is, you know, where is Tony Podesta? Tony Podesta? Where? Almost as if to imply that he has already been. Arrested and he is already being tortured uh, in Guantanamo Bay. You would think that a major sort of political player getting sent to Guantanamo Bay would be national news. The only thing that seems to support uh, the QAnon theory is this influx of cash into Guantanamo, the building of this large uh, sort of migrant density. You know, if there are 42,000 sealed indictments, you know, no, there no, no, there's only 40 people in Guantanamo. Right, but... That is a thousand times less yes, than yes, yes. what that is promised. But all I'm saying, I'm just pontificating, I'm saying that if you've yep. got 42,000 sealed indictments that become unsealed based on the, you know, based on the storm or whatever, it would make sense that mm-hmm. you would want to build a gigantic migrant city within Guantanamo for all of the all of the new residents right. to be like, hey man, what the yeah. fuck? Like, where so are you So currently sleeping? they're around 40 inmates, but they're aiming to be around... Hundreds of thousands. Yes. Uh, okay. Cool. Yes, so I we're going to be moving on. Um, so for this second part, we're joined by Phoebe Leila Barguti, a journalist for the Open Policing Project. 
and the Computational Policy Lab at Stanford. Her documentaries are available on Nat Geo, CNN, Netflix, and Vice. Go watch them. Welcome to the show, Phoebe. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Not as much as us. We were connected through Jake Hanrahan. Thank you so much to Jake Hanrahan and the Popular Front podcast. Really fantastic podcast if uh, you're into war and especially unofficial war and, mm. and you know, the uh, between the lines story. Yeah. And I'm always big a big fan of other people named Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we were called on that. I think a few of our guests start with Jay and you're Jay. I'm Jay. Everyone's yeah. Jay. It's a disaster. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure there's some sort of um, like eight chan uh, relevance there, part of our part of our our, our pay structure from George Soros. <laughs> <laughs> so, Phoebe, you know, we brought you on so that you could counter the absolute uh, lack of knowledge that we have. You know, specifically Jake. Um, so yeah. So Phoebe, what is your personal history of Guantanamo Bay? When did you get interested in it? When did professionally you connect uh, with the island? And and what happened recently? Some sort of suspicious rejection of your <laughs> approval to visit yeah i'm calling it suspicious and maybe some nice. of my colleagues are too but i guess that's up for debate i mean that's kind of a loaded question right because as an arab american i think my first interest in guantanamo probably happened like around 2002 when it opened and they were sending people there yeah mm -hmm. you know we would joke back then and my parents would joke but it was one of those things where it's like oh man like they're really just like picking people out willy-nilly and, and sending them down there. So I, I, I feel mm -hmm. like it's been, people have asked me this before and I, I kind of struggled to decide when I actually got interested in it as a topic to cover. And I feel like it's been one of those things that's just been so inherent to, you know, my history as a journalist and also just as an Arab American person that I, I really can't pinpoint it. Yeah, um, when it started. I mean, it's the, it's the most public, uh, you know, kind of black site that, yeah, that america totally. exactly, has had yeah. it's tied in with the you know the cuban missile crisis mm -hmm. it's tied in with so much of the history i mean it's, it's kind of a fascinating location no matter what it's in like pop culture like you there's the harold and kumar movie there's there's so much <laughs> yeah, that right. like people joke about it a lot so it's it's a little bit more it's not like you have to know a lot about politics or about the war on terror to know no. what guantanamo is and i think that sort of makes it more something that that you hear a lot about, even if you're not a journalist. So, so obviously like, you know, it was, it's been a major point of conversation for a long time. I started actually working on it when I was at Vice several years ago, um, working under Jason Leopold, who he had previously done a lot of Gitmo stuff for Al Jazeera and at Vice, he kind of continued that coverage. And I worked with him on a few pieces that he sort of pioneered primarily about weirdly PTSD in guards that worked at Guantanamo, which is not usually the perspective that I cover. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not um, surprising either. Yeah. yeah, of course not. Yeah. And it, it is important. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, there, there are several people that, that, that tell stories of military PTSD and I don't feel personally like I need to be one of them. The base first opened in 1903. So it's actually been, it's been around for a crazy, crazy long time. Mm -hmm. And wow, as such, yeah, as such, it has like any military base, a lot of, you know, staples that you would see anywhere that you would see at like Fort Meade or Fort Hamilton, um, like a McDonald's, a grocery store, a gift shop. So you can get like booty shorts that say Guantanamo Bay on the butt, 
things like that where you're like really this is, though that's yeah. available there wait and there's yeah. a mcdonald's there i have them yeah there's a mcdonald's you have there's, the booty shorts and i do i do have you've the booty eaten shorts. a mcdonald's hamburger yes i have i actually i don't know if it was a hamburger or like a breakfast sandwich um i did yeah. my best to try all the restaurants on guantanamo bay because i did a piece about like migrant labor and and food there um, yeah. But yeah, there's a McDonald's and it's it's I wrote in one of my articles. It's like the only place in the world where you can eat a Big Mac like a few hundred feet from a torture site, which is crazy. So what I mean, what was your favorite dish on uh, Guantanamo Bay? I mean, what's, oh, my God. You know, what do you recommend if people are going to town? Like, are there any Yelp reviews? <laughs> <laughs> I think there I think there actually are reviews. Like if you go on Google reviews, I think there are. Um, but it's such like the food question is such a loaded question because the food there is terrible. None of it is fresh. Everything's sort of shipped in from Florida because obviously they can't get anything from Cuba. It's really difficult to find something that's not like deep fried bar food. There's an Irish pub. There's like a sit down restaurant that's really, really bad. And then, or let me rephrase that. It's not terrible, but it's not good. Like you don't want to go there like seven nights a week. And then there, the one place where you can get like really fresh, authentic food is, uh, this like jerk shack called Rasta Hill. That's just like an off the books. Yeah. It's awesome. It's an off the books. Uh, yeah. Jamaican food stand because all the workers there, none of them can be Cuban, obviously. So they're all Jamaican or Filipino and they get paid like, like grossly under minimum wage. You can, I wrote about that for roads and kingdoms. If you want to, you know, delve deep into like the absurd labor laws of military bases in general outside the U S but particularly Guantanamo Bay because of the relationship with Cuba. Um, But yeah, so I really, to be honest, you can't recommend a place to eat because there are so few. You have to like ration where you're going to go each day. Otherwise, you're going to be repeating a lot of different places. There's a bowling alley that has a good uh, like off-brand Chipotle. Um, So that's like, (laughs) that's probably one of the fresher, the fresher food places you can go to. So that's fine. That's for the visitors. Uh, Something tells me the guests might not get the same money. Yeah. Yeah, So I talked, it's so funny. I talked about that in that article that I wrote. um, I did like have a really like quick um, interest in talking about the detainees food. And it's actually like the one misconception that I think a lot of people have is that the way that detainees at Guantanamo Bay get treated now is vastly better than you would get treated at any prison in the United States. Like I'm sure you guys right. know American prisons are, are terrible. Um, bad, yep. they also vary in quality, like in really extreme ways, like not just from state to state, but from County to County and depending on yeah, what you're even between in. jail and prison. Exactly. And, and, yeah. yeah. It's, it's absurd. So the treatment in that sense, like in these very, very, you know, almost meaningless, but important infrastructural senses, like the treatment at Guantanamo Bay is better than a U.S. prison, but that's more a reflection on how we treat American prisoners than it is a reflection on the conditions at Guantanamo Bay. But um, right. they get like very typical sort of prison meals. You, you were refused visitation to the island recently what what happened here you're calling it suspicious <laughs> i'm not calling it suspicious so to speak i maybe i'm calling it convenient and yeah, of uh, course, yeah. i don't know close <laughs> and so the the thing that happened was so before each uh trip depending on what you're going down for i go down for the military commissions which are the trials or rather the pre-trial hearings um so you whatever 
reason you're going down to visit for, you have to fill out specific paperwork for. And they usually send you the notification like maybe a month or a couple weeks uh, in advance. And it comes as an email. And I've been on this email list for like an extremely long time. And I didn't get the email this month. And I thought it was so weird. So I emailed them directly. And I was like, hey, I haven't gotten the email asking for my, you know, information to, to be put on the list. Like, what's the deal? And that was well before the deadline. And then they didn't respond until way after the deadline had passed. And then they were like, oh, sorry, the deadline has passed. Like, you can't go. We don't have space. And that's an absurd thing, because the mm. other thing about Gitmo is that nobody from the press goes down except for one woman who's been going down for like 17 years since like the since Clinton had the the whole demining thing in Cuba. Mm. Right. And then um, another reporter who's been going down since 2015. And those are the two people that always go down and they have room for like 10 media. Right. At, which is like obviously a grossly small number, but like they totally have so much room. So to get the feedback too that, oh, we won't be able to fit you on the plane is just absolutely absurd. But in the end, I had like I wasn't going to fight with them. Because one, I want to be able to continue to go for other mm. things and they've been yeah. known to be a little bit finicky and all that stuff. Um, and I ended up getting another assignment that I had to do the same week anyway. So it was just like one of those things where, you know, I had and I had asked my colleagues, I was like, did you get the email? Like, am I like just going crazy? And mm. they, like some were like, yeah, we got the email. Some were like, no, the email was never sent out. And I have a lot of people there now who sort of have my back and were like, hey, what the heck happened? Why isn't she here? Mm. And um. So it's just, yeah, it's just one of those things. There was also a turnover um, of staff because obviously it's military, right? So everything that happens um, and all the employee, the quote unquote employees, but really service people have whatever right. you want to call them, like they turn over every nine months, right? So uh, standard operating procedure changes every nine months, which so means wait, that wait, things... So wait, wait, the entire <laughs> population that is working at Gitmo turns over every nine months? Yeah, so not at the same time every nine months. So it's like a staggered thing. So each unit will have a different date in which they turn over. But yeah, like there's nobody that's been working there as long as Carol Rosenberg, who's the reporter for the Miami Herald that's been covering it for 17 years. She's the only person who's been consistently going there year after year. Everybody else, like whether it's the PAOs or like the military police or... You know, there's some like coasties that are just stationed there to do normal Coast Guard stuff, whatever it is, you know, their their typical deployment is nine months. And what that means is that everything runs extremely inefficiently. And, you know, you of have of course, yeah, there's no right knowledge. When, exactly. Right. When somebody learns what's happening and what's going on, they get sent away. So the moment somebody gets in their groove, they're kind of like they're gone. And it's it's great for them because they don't have to keep working there but it sucks for anyone trying to cover it because then you know nobody knows where the answers are and it's just it's, it's just totally wildly fine. inefficient you, you know you you walk around with a hood on your head you eat horrible food it's stuffed <laughs> down your throat if if anything goes wrong and on top of that every nine months everybody just shifts so you yeah. can't build any relationships you know this is not at all torture it doesn't sound like torture <laughs> to me well, it's crazy, too, because like it, it, you really realize how small a community is. When I was actually looking up to do research and stuff, um, most of the articles that came up were Carol Rosenberg. Yeah, oh, yeah. There's 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 nobody that's done as much coverage as she has. She's there right now during this week that I was supposed to be there as well. And she like the lawyers and all the cases will turn to her and be like, hey, what was the number for <laughs> yeah, that motion? And, hey, and nerd. She, 
Yeah. Hey, nerd, you still care about this shit, okay? We've been committing crimes here for fucking 17 years. You're still covering it, you fucking loser. Anyways, nerd, what's the quote, bitch? Yeah, like, that's exactly seriously. how it is, though. Like, word for word, that's how it goes down. Because yeah, I don't know if they call else... her a bitch at the end. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> to be honest, probably behind closed doors, because this is also yeah. a person that's been fighting for transparency and, and you know, honesty the oh, entire time. Oh, God. And, it frustrates so outdated. people a lot. Oh, where, where is she from? The, I know. Like, how 60s? dare she, right? Ew, gross. God. <laughs> Ugh, I bet she's making so much money off this. That's why yeah, she's doing she's it. She's basically a millionaire. Yeah, I know. I love being a millionaire for exposing the truth. Wow, it's crazy. I wonder it's the best why. Best business plan in America. I wonder if, if the military has actually figured out that like, okay, like nine months is about as long as we can keep our <laughs> troops there before they start being like, hey guys, like, I don't know, like, I think this is kind of wrong. Like, maybe we should, you know, maybe we should like not, you know, do the things. You were mentioning uh, the history of the island. So mm -hmm. how did it come to be so controlled by the United States, so close to Cuba? And how did it become what today's Gitmo is? So I, I it's, it's, it's not as sexy of a of a story, I think, as as people want it to be. Basically, <clears throat> so it started as a regular naval base, like I mentioned before, and um, right around the Cuban Revolution, it became a sort of contested thing where Cuba and Fidel were like, "We don't want to do this anymore," and the U.S. was like, "Too bad," because the thing about the lease <laughs> is that so the land. <laughs> The land has been leased since 1903, right? And it's a lease that has no expiration yeah. date, so it's indefinite. Mm. And it's also, I forget the exact legal term, but it's the only way it can be broken or ended is if both parties agree that they want to end it, which means that the U.S. will never give up that territory. So it'll never, you know, go back into or come out of U.S. occupation because, the U.S. is never going to say, okay, fine, you can have it back. They could actually break any of these laws at any time, and the U.S. does all the time. Why yeah. are we not stopping with the ceremonial bullshit? It's, I mean, that's kind of, that's the ultimate question of Guantanamo, is that some laws apply, some laws don't. The U.S. follows some laws, and then it doesn't follow others. And it Exactly. Really, there's no rhyme or reason for which ones they choose to, to take to heart and which ones they don't. So it's kind of like... They automatically search for anything that says Geneva and just go, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Like, no. Nah, we don't, we don't, do don't that believe here. in anything that's being developed there. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 absolutely absurd and it's kind of it has a very twilight zone feel to it. But um the the funny thing is that even though it's been leased uh you know since for over 100 years now I guess um the the check, like the rent is like $4,000 a year I think. It's somewhere around <laughs> oh that number. Oh my it's god. Very cheap. Fuck, dude, I want to move to Cuba for $4,000 a year and get a whole yeah, island in the I deal. I know it. It's like a big, like it's it's the whole bay, right? So it's like a big, it's a pretty big area, and um, not a lot of it is populated or being used that we know of, of course. Does that come and with like uh, like a personal stash of cocaine and maybe some extra <laughs> territories? Because I'm looking Probably. at this as a real good business move. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of good real estate, a lot of nice beaches, <laughs> which are the only place that you know visitors can go without an escort, which is nice. Yeah, it's um, also the best place to do cocaine on the beaches. So yeah. <laughs> coincidence and um 
Oh, and they're also really big on scuba diving. So like all the course, all yeah. the soldiers and the coasties that come through because there's nothing else to do. They all get their scuba license and go scuba. But diving. it is legitimately beautiful. Like that yeah, area yeah. has the, the most transparent oceans, and you can mm-hmm. see fish that don't care that you were seconds ago torturing a person. <laughs> yeah, no, fish don't don't see. Colors fish are of just torture. as beautiful under your eyes whether or not you're a criminal (laughs) in the eyes of the international court it doesn't matter (laughs) but um yeah the funny thing too is that since uh since the cuban revolution cuba has not has allegedly not cashed any of the american rent checks that have been sent to them except one single time which Uh supposedly was a mistake like a clerical error was made and the check yeah. was cashed, but Fidel was that, like, "I just need some pot tonight. Like, yeah, I need this, just, like just three thousand dollars <laughs> as the leader of an entire nation. I, I just need some like like fucking outdoor grown weed. And what? like, this guy's got a good price on a pound. And uh, what am I supposed to do? That's weird. So it's like kind of <laughs> like a gentleman's agreement that they're like, we'll send you yeah. these checks." But, like, because we kind of do our dirty business there. There's like, not a single not... international law, by the way, that isn't a gentleman's agreement. That is the exact <laughs> yeah, problem with law. Everything's basically the that's honor true. code, and nobody has yeah. any sort any of honor. honor. Yeah. It turns out honor is just a, a certain dollar amount on your head, and that's mm-hmm. it. Hey, I'm done. Wow, that's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, it is. It's really funny. So, okay, so we're progressing towards the, the, the United States declaring this a proper... Mm-hmm place that we can torture the terrorists exactly so so so, yes so after 9-11 when uh congress issued the authorization for the use of military force which basically gave america the right to do whatever they wanted anywhere in the world where they Mm -hmm. suspect there's any kind of relationship to terrorism specifically to 9-11 um, after that, obviously they started like rounding people up and they needed a place to put the people. And I'm told uh-huh. that it was between Guam and Cuba that they were going to do these. So it was obviously going to be on mil- a military base. It obviously couldn't be on U.S. soil because they're breaking all these international human rights laws. But it could have um, been Guantanamo. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like imagine, We really missed an opportunity there. Imagine the cultural zeitgeist, how different it would be if it was Guam <laughs> instead of yeah. Guantanamo. America would think so differently because they yeah. totally know the difference between Cuba and Guam <laughs> and they understand anything except the like three states surrounding their own mm-hmm. state. Well, it just shows the lack of imagination in the uh, in in the higher ups mm-hmm. in the military. They could have had so much fun with Guantanamo, and they, they I swear, totally fucking. The amount it. of times they've invaded a country based on a typo must be in the twelve. Oh, for sure. Count. I mean, Easily. they've whoops. They've kept people in Gitmo based on like mistakes, so it's kind of oh, like yeah. oh yeah, for sure. What else? What else can you expect? We typed his name wrong. I mean, yeah. it was like Muhammad instead of Mohammed. <laughs> Turns out he's just a family man instead of someone who's been plotting against us for 12 years. Doesn't really matter. We've been feeding him his meals for the last five years right. through his throat. And then and then journalists are like, well, well, OK, well, are you going to let him go? And they're like, oh, man, I'm like, sorry, but it's been too late. We you know, would. yeah, like looking back. Hey, guys, you want to focus on the past or on the future? Because we're trying to create jobs here. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know what? He's been here for so long. He's used to <laughs> yeah. it. It's better for him for us. To Is he even here. human? You know, yeah. I think you lose your human rights if you're locked out for 20 years. No, I, you totally I, do. <laughs> Pinochet showed the way for us. There. 
Um, but um, yeah, so so please go on. Yeah, so it was opened in 2002, thanks to Bush, obviously, and it was it was in direct response, and it's been open ever since, obviously, and it's sort of the population has really, it's pretty much just like obviously there was a huge spike when everybody got transferred there, but. Um, since then it's gone down a lot. Like it used to have 700 mm. something and now we're at an even 40 of people who are still Where do there. they get moved? That is like the majority of the prison. It's almost empty now. So where did they get moved to? The majority of them got transferred out before 2009. So before Obama took office. So it, it's, it's actually really funny because he was the one who swore that he would close it and yeah. even all the transfers happened mostly uh, under Bush and not under him. But it really depends. Like, it depends on who the person was and, you know, what they were in for, so to speak. But a mm -hmm. lot of them uh, were either sent to other prisons. So the, the transfer that happened most recently, which was when I was there a couple months ago, um, was somebody who had, you know, reached a settlement with the war court and he got sent, I think, to Saudi Arabia as a result so that he could be closer to his family and all that. I mean, there's no way that he would get better treatment in Saudi Arabia than he was getting in mm -mm. Cuba, which is sad, but, you know. Especially yeah. if they're concerned that he uh, said anything while he was in Guantanamo. Exactly. Like <laughs> It uh, turns out that exactly. in Guantanamo, he was going to have both his arms removed mm -hmm. by a bone saw. But in Saudi Arabia, they, pr they said they would only remove one of the arms. And so he was very excited <laughs> to move to that country. Unfortunately, they removed every single limb with the bone saw in the end. And but, the you know, you live, you learn. When yeah. you're there, when you're there, it, Phoebe, is it like a weird, is there a weird kind of tension in the air? Like, d does it feel like a place where bad things happen or, or is it just kind of more run of the mill that you're like, oh, this is just a, a, a military prison? It's difficult to say. If you haven't spent a lot of time on a military base, I think it's a bit more jarring. It's a bit more Twilight zone -y because hmm. the whole thing with the McDonald's, with the bowling alley, you're like, that. It's disgusting because of what's going on here. But then if you remember the historical context of like, okay, this yeah. has been around way longer. And this is also just what military bases around the world. That's what Berlin like. in the eighties looked like. That's what yeah. the seventies Afghanistan military base yeah. looked like. That's what every single military base in history has looked like. They always yeah, wanted their exactly. local food. None of them wanted to eat the fantastic mm -hmm. Vietnamese food. And that's mm -hmm. why they lost the war because they didn't know how to appreciate food. <laughs> exactly. Which is like actually what I, since I, I had a cold this week that was that pho is always my go-to um cold cold remedy so we're talking about where where the detainees get transferred to and aside from other prisons around the world you know most of the time either to the, like their country of origin or whatever um they get sent to random places for relocation so let's say you're a detainee but you're 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 never found to be innocent because you were never charged with anything fine but you're <laughs> So you can't really use that term, but let's say they're like, okay, we can't keep you anymore because we don't have any good reason to. They mm. get sent to places in the middle of nowhere, like they're in Uruguay, in Kazakhstan. You're not innocent, but you're not mm -hmm. guilty. So we're going to ship you to like another hole in the middle of nowhere where exactly. we like really got to figure out. Mm-hmm. But it's it's true. Like a lot of a lot of detainees who have come out. We did a piece on it for Vice about uh, someone who was relocated to Kazakhstan, 
And he mentioned how he missed Guantanamo because at least then he was around, you know, people like him, people that he spoke the language with, that he like shared a religion with, that he shared a culture with and could relate to on some level. Whereas in Kazakhstan, you're completely alone and you have like... I understand. He was was deported to a country he has nothing to do with. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. They're, They're deported to countries they have nothing to do with. Well, I can't say for sure if any of them have ever been Kazakh, but definitely none of them have been from Uruguay. Are you saying Kazakhstan and Uruguay are the main two deportation locations? They're not. I wouldn't say they're the main two. They're the two that are the freshest in my mind because one of them happened recently and one of them I uh, we did a piece on for Vice. So I'm a little bit more intimately familiar with them. But um, no, it's it's random places in the middle of nowhere that the detainee has no relationship with. And he has to get checked on like routinely by some sort of local authority on behalf of the or I guess on behalf of the U.S. government might be a slight misnomer. But I guess, you know, that's how the but world it's like, functions. It's like you're. It's like you're um, it's like the like a universal parole officer, essentially. Yeah, it's like, we'll exactly. S- we'll send it's- you to the middle of nowhere that you've got no place to do with. And mm-hmm. you check in with one of our guys to make sure that you're not doing any of the terrorist shit that we couldn't mm-hmm. prove your guilt for. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's exactly like that. It's wow, an absurd. That is like so fucked up. Like it's. It's dark, man. It's and it's they they like, what do you do after that? Like you're stuck in a city that you that is in the middle of freaking nowhere that you have no relationship to and you can't talk to anybody. You can't see your family. You can't you really can't do anything. It's it's I I would argue that that's worse than prison in a lot of ways. Um, And, you know, that just like how I was saying, like the, the the big misconception about Guantanamo is that, you know, the, the it's almost not Stockholm syndrome per se but it's a situation where now they've been there for so long and the ones who have been there and several people who have been transferred were there for so long and they were treated a certain way right yeah you're tortured a lot for sure right and you know (laughs) hey hey, please man stop bringing it up hey (laughs) things are bad but at the same time you know like some of the the low value detainees like they can play soccer with each other and they can watch tv and play video games They can, um, like they have kitchens where they can cook their own food, things like that. So there, there are all these, it's sort of created this, um, like alternate universe almost where you get some benefits that are definitely a lot better than a U.S. prison or a Saudi prison for sure. But on the flip side, it's kind of like you're stuck like that forever. So you're kind of having to play this, this choose your own adventure in how you (laughs) end up dying. And it's very, it's also very possible that you don't have anything to do with any of this and that you're just there for no reason. Oh yeah. Yeah, And you can't get yourself out of it because of your name and your race and religion. Mm -hmm. It's so weird because it's like, yeah, you get nicer treatment because we tortured you for like i feel like prisoners who get tortured they're like hey man like you made it through like bed is better we know this shit sucks so like you can cook your own food and it's almost like this this trade-off that your punishment is so much worse the other thing i was gonna ask hey we zapped your testicles (laughs) last week this week you get chili yeah The other thing I was going to ask is, so when when they ship when they ship detainees off to these to Mm -hmm. these other places, is it under the guise of, well, like your, you know, potentially people know that you were in Guantanamo. And so this is for your own safety. It's like (laughs) it's like a bullshit, like witness protection. Yeah. Yeah, What do they tell them? Like, why the fuck are they sending someone not from Kazakhstan to Kazakhstan? Like, wait a minute. I'm not guilty, but I'm not going home. But I'm like not getting out of I'm getting out of prison. 
prison, but like going but into another one. You keep calling me Borat, but I'm not <laughs> funny. But it, you keep saying Kazakhstan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no. That I think that's a huge part of it. Is that you know, so there the the sort of stigma with Guantanamo Bay, especially in the Middle East, is, is it's strong enough that even the interpreters that work in the courts don't like they don't their names aren't shared just so that their families back 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 Holy east shit. don't find out right so it, it like the guantanamo ness of it is definitely a factor right so but the, in 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 the arab world this place is seen as 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 just an absolute shame and war crime in the uh, across the entire world it's seen that way like there's no outback. i don't understand why <laughs> <laughs> right doesn't it just seem like a five-star resort based on what i've said yeah. about, well, you said about yeah, the food McDonald's, and the kitchen bowling alley. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. why and do the you think that's why, horrifying why yeah. do you guys think and this is really for both of you this is, this is a, a a question with no answer it's like the the united states could totally do all of this shit at a black site that nobody knows about uh-huh. why have this sort of public face because, you know, this, because it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. We're allowed. The, I mean, that's the like mask the nihilistic is slipping. answer. No, it's not the nihilistic answer. I really think it's more publicly acceptable to torture your enemies now. I think that we are in a state where that's better. Of course just it is. Better. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, if, if you, like, you know, if if you can remember to simpler times when Bush was president <laughs> and, and waterboarding was the most controversial thing, you know, right. on the agenda. Bush, like liberal champion, friend of the show. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, people people really were fine with it. And people didn't mm-hmm. think it was, it was that crazy because... No, people defended it. Yeah. And there's also, like, I, I'm sure you guys know this, that... The, the U.S. government in particular will sort of like bend the truth or bend the definition of torture and right. they don't feel bad about it. Right. There's there's within the U.S. government. There's no there's no shame. There's no like like, oh, man. Yeah, we admit that was really bad. You know, like mm, right. it's it, it's this constant, you know, yeah, we did that. Maybe it was illegal, but that doesn't mean we were wrong. Like just because no, we did yeah, that and it that. was, yeah. So it's, it's, there, there's no reason. Like one of the things, um, America I think- is totally the hot girl <laughs> and like, she got the guy and like, she's still not happy <laughs> and she's still making everyone suffer. And it's like, please, like you, you did it. Mm-hmm. We all, you know, we're happy for you or whatever. Please stop torturing us. We're just yeah. <laughs> minor actors in your big, great world. I mean, the the things that they're scared of, too, like another really interesting fact is that when you go to watch like the court proceedings, right? Um, we like the media and like NGOs and like victim family observers all sit behind like three panes of glass that are soundproof. Right. So you watch the whole thing. Like you can see through the glass obviously, and they can see through it too, but you have to watch everything on a monitor because there's a 40 second delay. And the reason for the 40 second delay is so that if there's any classified information, you know, accidentally, uh, yeah, they can can, like, exactly. Just like George Carlin with like the bad, the seven seconds, um, for for the bad words on SNL. In those 40 seconds, so many of the inmates just scream, they've been torturing me. They've been torturing me. My my my, uh, my conditions are not according to the Geneva Court. It's, it just mm-hmm. turns out you have to have that 40-second buffer to yeah. make sure they stay on topic. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's like, it's 
the the most surreal part of it is that you're kind of like even when you're physically there there's still so many layers of opacity that that make it so that you're only getting part of the story each time mm-hmm. and and so like even if part of the court is open that week so much of it is going to be closed and it's really like the only reason that we really get a lot of access i at least from the time that I've been observing, so for the past year or so, is because the defense lawyers, so the people defending, you know, each of the accused, uh, they fight for it. They're like, we should do this in open court because the public has a right to know, or we should do this in open court because, you know, the press needs to write about it. And if they weren't doing that, like, the government would have no problem just, like, making the entire thing closed and keeping the public oh, out totally. of it. it. It makes me sick to my stomach to know that there's Bernie bros right up, uh, right up until the islands, like, it's just disgusting and there's like the <laughs> level of invasion of these people who care about due process it, it just makes me grossed out but anyways <laughs> you know we can we can move on like who who is currently being held at guantanamo bay like who, who are these kind of like people that need this island to, to, to kind of be held i mean why well nobody needs the island right so the island mm. is just the island no, is no, I, island I know the them. actual answer. The but island it's just, needs them. You know, what are they telling um, the American people is so dangerous they need an island yeah. to keep them on? So there are 40 people still there, which is, if you think about the fact that there used to be hundreds and now there's only 40, is kind of like a creepy ghost town image in itself. But of those 40... Um, They're all being tortured 40 times as far, <laughs> so don't worry about it. <laughs> but the, the schedules are much more relaxed, so they can fit everybody in at the time yeah. that they prefer, so it's a lot nicer. But um, uh, of the 40 people there, seven are actually charged in the court system, right? So there's the five 9-11 guys, and then there's the USS Cole guy, so the guy who they believe like helped orchestrate the bombing of the USS Cole, and then there's like an Al-Qaeda leader. And then um, two have been convicted uh 26 are held and not recommended for transfer so they're they're just like you have parole hearings in regular prison um there's this thing called a periodic review board hearing for Mm -hmm. guantanamo detainees and um those can be you can't go down to gitmo to watch them but you can um like watch them over another 40 second delay screen from the pentagon so i've done that before too Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's like a five-minute thing where the lawyer of the person who may or may not be up for transfer says, hey, look, my person's been here for like 10 years. They clearly oh haven't done God. anything. You haven't found anything on them. You should let them be transferred either to like, you know, Kazakhstan or whatever, someplace where they can, you know, live out. <laughs> or Uruguay. Live out like their life in anonymity or to another prison where another country's jurisdiction can take care of them if they might have like, but like that moves so slowly. So PRB hearings are almost, I, I would not almost, they're, I would say without a doubt, much more frustrating to watch than actual court because it's like nobody, it feels like nobody cares. Like the judge who's presiding over it or whoever's like, you know, in charge, just it's a five minute thing for what we see on the non-classified side. And it's, it's like truly depressing, but regardless, there are they get five. The guy to, to, they get the guy to stand up and they're like, Hey, tell me a joke. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like sweating and like sad looking. And yeah. What? He's like, why Excuse am I here? Me? What? 
well, why am I here? I, I don't know what's happening. Like, God, tell so me long. a joke. And, and, and these guys tell have, me a fucking joke. These guys have like no access to any sort of outside information. So like, of course, none of them. Like, how would they know that? Like, none of them even know that this against... podcast is being so successful. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me so fucking sad. No, yeah. but it's like the system is is. I mean, talk talk about like a system stacked against you. Like, yeah. You know, and we know how bad it is, obviously, in federal prisons and you know, uh, mm-hmm. private prisons, obviously. Uh-huh. But on this government on this government level as well, and you don't hear a lot about uh, you know like these kind of facilities. So well, you don't since Obama. Oh, basically, okay. Next question. Mm-hmm. Obama promised to fucking close this place because it was mm-hmm. an abomination. It was a mistake of the of the Bush era. What the fuck? Agreed. Why isn't it closed? <laughs> what happened? Why? There, like again, the and the thing is, you when it comes to Guantanamo, you. When it comes to America, really, but specifically when it comes to Guantanamo, you can't you can't ask the question why because you're never gonna find a good answer. You also can't um, trust what they answer to you. Like their yeah, promises no. are worth nothing. Yeah. The American government goes against their own promises so fucking off exactly like it's it's you know we're all fighting a losing battle and that's true for anybody covering any aspect of the u.s government that said um one of the reasons was that okay he he made this promise that he was going to close it and he like a few people i think like 85 or something got transferred under obama which compared to uh pre-2009 is not that much but you know the truth is he got from both sides democrat and republican he got a lot of pushback in congress and what congress ended up doing was passing a law that prohibited former detainees to be sent to the u.s to you know, to U.S. prisons, right? So there's there's also no situation in which, let's say they do decide to close Guantanamo, you can't send, or I mean, I guess, assuming, again, it's America, they could change the laws and do whatever the heck they want. But mm-hmm. as of now, you won't be able to send, you know, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed to a U.S. prison to serve out his sentence there. And it's something that, like you know, early on the defense teams fought for, they were like, this should be, instead of this being like a freaking law of war court you know, ridiculous. Oh, it should be thing. a normal criminal court. It where should, you have exactly, to prove, it should be a normal yeah, criminal guilt. court in Manhattan where the murders took place or whatever. If the American intelligence agencies are so fucking good at their job, they should be able to put together a basic case against someone that would actually argue that they shouldn't leave where they're being incarcerated, and we wouldn't have this problem because I don't think anybody is like, hey, we think terrorists are fine. The uh, <laughs> United States is overreacting, right? But they're applying this method to everybody. It's not. Mm-hmm. Based and they're like, on real yeah, man, we found your passport in the rubble. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, hey, when you crashed your plane, it turns out your amazing black box passport was still untouched. We don't know why. Untouched, but we got it, bro. And it's definitely you. So, like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to cut to advertising. Jake is currently dressed in a full frog suit. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, like, you have to you have to think about who you're dealing with in America, right? And Americans love symbols. And Guantanamo is like the ultimate symbol that the U.S. government has to be like, hey, look, we're doing something. Like, sure, a lot of people died. You know, this war has been going on forever. Mm. But look over here. Like, we're doing something. We're taking That's care of it. These wars, point. these wars, Afghanistan and Iraq. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's multiple wars but going on forever with no resolution. They have mm-hmm. no answer to it. There's no logic. There's no Ben Shapiro boom <laughs> moment 
to explain why the fuck they're still in these yeah. wars. You need this. Mm -hmm. But you yeah, that totally answers my question from earlier, which mm -hmm. is like, why do we have this? And it's like, well, it, that's exactly it. Is yeah. it serves as like, hey, guys, we're doing something about exactly. the bads. Yeah. And you know what? We've got a special place that we mm -hmm. send them. And it's like nobody has. I mean, I've learned more about Guantanamo Bay in these last 45 minutes than I have mm -hmm. since it opened in 2002. Yeah. I mean, like, I it, literally I, brought you on the show to explain to Jake <laughs> what the basics were. I mean, you know, <laughs> and huh? poor Jake here is, was, you know, he's a make-a-wish. I went to I public mean, school. <laughs> His wish is to know what he's talking about politically. I, I started covering it just so that I could one day tell Jake what's going on down there. I love that. <laughs> what are the trials looking like on the island? What's the processing routine like there? I think the first thing you should know and the first thing you should internalize as you go about the rest of your life oh God. is that <laughs> the most absurd thing is that the 9-11, the whole 9-11 thing, I don't know if you guys heard of it, but that happened 18, mm -hmm. what, 17, 18 years yeah, ago? Yeah, 17 years ago. Yes, yeah. and the trial has not started. So what's happening now? Oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. America. Oh, <laughs> my fucking God. No, that you guys is are so good. crazy. What do you mean? That does, does that sound like suspicious or something? No, it doesn't <laughs> sound suspicious. But you would think after all of the, you yeah. know, the hullabaloo mm -hmm. of like, we got them and we're going to. Mm -hmm. It's been 17 years of mm -hmm. obviously finding them, torturing them, all that. And then one, <laughs> one attempt at a trial that was <laughs> one attempt at a trial that was ultimately thrown out and then a new trial that begun. Mm -hmm. But it's not a trial per se. It's the pretrial hearing. So it's basically deciding everything that will be on the table for the actual trial. And it's so been it's, it's, so let's break through this. Right. Mm -hmm. The United States has been delaying this mm -hmm. trial. Mm -hmm. why what is why what does that profit them it's that's that's really again like another one of those questions where it's like no one is every person that i've talked to on this topic and you know we work closely with the defense attorneys the the prosecution so the government refuses to talk to press anymore like they won't do interviews they won't take questions so it's really hard to you know if you guys would stop publishing fake news that's <laughs> exactly you know. like they're you know they're really skittish but <laughs> it's you know you hear from both sides during during court you'll hear the defense say oh the government is the one delaying it they're not giving us this discovery they're not giving us this evidence they're not telling us about the black sites they're not telling us about torture therefore we can't continue with this trial in a timely manner and they're denying our clients of you know the right to a speedy trial then you have the government saying well the defense is asking for all these things because they just want to keep delaying it and they just want to keep putting course, yeah. out more and more motions just so that you know we don't actually get to the the actual the the nuts and bolts of you know sentencing these guys to death well yeah it's like the recount in florida like why are you recounting right. guys like just let it lie i mean well, i'm sure everything's <laughs> fine yeah i mean it makes total sense though because if they go through with the trial then there there is a possibility that it might turn out that like oh we don't have the, the process, kind of yeah. evidence yeah. to like actually and then we're back at square one let's talk about torture i saw a taleb uh, i think it was a taleb kweli video where he actually i love taleb kweli Okay, that's unrelated, but yes, he's a good rapper. But yeah, he, he I got... I could rap all of Beautiful Shut Struggle the right now. up, man, for God's sake. So yeah, so he, he, he had one of those uh, tubes, I think, inserted down his throat that, were, mm -hmm. that are the feeding tubes that they yeah, use yeah. in Guantanamo. You know, he said it was unpleasant. I don't believe him. I think that's, you know, liberal propaganda. But what do you believe about that? And all, also, what's actually happening there? And, you know, maybe we shouldn't rely on rappers. Um, well, I 
personally believe any anything any sort of tube stuck into any orifice of mine against my will would probably be unpleasant. So um, true, yeah. I've yeah. been force-fed carrots in my butthole too many times. <laughs> Far too many times. Um, <laughs> I think, so, So, like, here, here's the thing about torture. One of the many, many reasons that these trials and the situation in Guantanamo is so gray and so you know, unable to make any progressive steps forward is because of torture, because this is the one thing that the entire world can agree was egregiously inhumane, right? And like the the CIA's torture report, like you can, or the Senate torture report, you can read through and see all the like insane things that they did. And they admit that it's like totally against the Geneva Convention and every standard for human rights across the entire world, right? So, So they've admitted that. The claim is that torture isn't going on anymore at Guantanamo, right? And there are several different forms of torture. There's very violent torture, like like things that involve like sodomy that have put some of these detainees into physical conditions that make it very difficult for them to even sit through court, which is obviously like a roundabout violation of, you know, right to trial. But then there's also other ways that are a little bit like there's psychological torture. The threat of torture is also considered torture. There's, you know, sleep deprivation. There's, you know, there's all these different ways some, a million ways, yeah. Of some course. of which have very physical and like, let's say, more inarguable like standards where you're like, yeah, if somebody's like, you know, attaching like a, a car battery to cables to your nipples and they turn it on and you don't want that, then that's probably torture, right? But like for like for one of those like less tangible examples, like sleep deprivation, right? So one of the 9-11-5 is this guy, Ramzi bin Alshib, and he has had problems with sleeping since he was tortured in the black sites, right? And we don't know mm-hmm. specifically which black site he's referring to. And when they talk about that, you know, that ends up being classified just a really quick side note, but I also wrote an article for Slate about how there's been a back and forth argument whether the detainees own memories are considered classified, which is <laughs> just an absurd, oh an absurd God. notion, wow. right? Yes. <laughs> uh, the other question is Guantanamo, uh, currently a torture site or a gay nightclub? <laughs> we don't yet know. We're trying to figure it out. Yeah. I um, How many hookups a week? We don't know. When I was, um, when I was in college, I made the mistake of joining a fraternity uh because it was a big greek school and so mm-hmm. there was a lot of emphasis on you know oh you gotta be in greek life if you want to like mm-hmm. party and all this stuff and one of the things that they did to us is they oh, made us no. sleep they made us sleep in a um in like a 10 by 10 room there were like probably 15 guys and throughout the night they would play um i'm blue i'm not kidding like over and over and over again That's at a horrifying. very at a very loud volume. The the guy who was our 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 quote unquote pledge master was a um his father was a Navy SEAL and he oh was himself in the ROTC training to be a Navy F- Phoebe, SEAL. Phoebe, I want to really apologize for leaving you alone with Jake. I know it was only fifteen <laughs> seconds, but my already, story. Oh, you're no, fine. my story. You mean interesting and relevant? It's this not. Is, it's, it not is, it's uninteresting. It it's is just, a weirdly you know. interesting and relevant story. I and, did not expect that to be the direction it took. And um, I know. Anyways, but we they they kept us up all night while playing this very loud music, and although there was really nothing violent to it, um, it was torture. I mean, yeah, it was. Exactly. You can really you can really see how you can do very small things to the human brain mm-hmm. that are just i mean excruciating and uh like for example on netflix sometimes they reshuffle my favorites like my last watched 
not a fucking K, okay? I'm trying to fucking resume from the place I last watched, and I'm not looking forward to you recommending a show based on something I mistakenly clicked on eight months ago. <laughs> this That's is so very true, much that, related. That really is torture. Yeah, that is. Thank you so much. Thank but, you so much for... <laughs> but the thing is, like, you know, so let's say you, you've gone through this this slightly less physical and slightly slightly less visceral version of torture. Um, one of the detainees complains now about vibrations in his bed in his cell right so he claims right. that what when he was being tortured one of the ways in which you know like there are a million ways in which they kept him up but like you know that they would the, the vibration in his room while he was being tortured was torturous for for lack of a better word mm, yeah. and now in his current cell which is in guantanamo so not in the original black site that he was in um, he feels vibrations in his bed and he's saying that those vibrations remind him of torture. And he's also claimed that like so when when we were talking about how the the turnover of the soldiers or the sailors or the coasties is so frequent um, that SOP standard operating procedure changes really quickly. And when when you're a detainee mm. and your behavior is gauged based on how well you follow standard operating procedure, if mm. that procedure changes, you can get punished and if you get punished mm. for and you don't know why because you're just following what was established as for nine months yeah exactly right. and you get put into solitary and there are very like in in a place like gitmo there are levels of the types of um you know solitary confinement that you would go in like if you're if you're mm -hmm. being uh punished like it's going to be much worse and all you're going to be in this empty room with nothing but not even a bed just a really thin like yoga mat type thing to sleep on um and he one of these detainees was complaining about the vibrations so much and to the point where you know the guards got agitated and then the guards were threatening torture to him and then he got put into solitary so so things like that still happen and right. and there is an argument to be made that that qualifies as torture if there are threats and if there is like that verbal abuse right it's hard to say though and it really depends on how much you trust the u.s government uh there's an academic that has written a lot about torture at guantanamo bay and torture in general named lisa hajar um i think she's at uc santa barbara and she like firmly believes i've asked her about it a bunch of times that there's still torture going on and that it's definitely something that of course that still happens so it's and it's definitely not far out of the realm of possibility right like imagine no, I don't <laughs> like think it is like yeah, what? It's based on history it did make exactly sense. yeah it's based on history and like i said they're 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 you know it's it's something that happens at frat houses across the u.s so who's to say that the military won't do it so why the fuck did Obama not sh shut this down? I mean, <laughs> why did Obama not do the thing we all wanted him to do? He can't because he's listen. Obama, Obama made a lot of promises that he did not keep. Right? Guantanamo is one of many, many, many. Right? Okay, got lost in the shuffle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like he got lost in the shuffle, but also like he's he's coming up against a Congress that doesn't want to shut it down. He's coming up against a public that is still like has these raw wounds that don't want to shut it down, and it you know. You know, when you're the president of the United States, you got to pick your battles. You know, you're not going to you're not going to win them all. And yeah, you're especially... Trump, uh, Trump certainly shows that you can't just fight on like 18 different fronts and win <laughs> everything. Yeah, no, being effective is definitely reserved for the right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you, he came, came up to they were like, well, surely you don't want to impede the investigation mm -hmm. of the guys who did 9-11, right? Exactly. And, you, and you're like, oh, fuck. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, oh, shit. So we got 
40, you were saying about 40 different detainees mm-hmm. currently. So mm-hmm. what's the future for Guantanamo Bay? I mean, the future, the future, like everything else, I feel very redundant right now, but it's pretty unclear. I think I don't think there's a chance that it's going to be closed anytime soon, personally, right? Based on, mm. right. Based well, on my Trump reporting. Just put- put a ton of money into it too yeah he put a ton of money into it he signed the executive order saying he would keep it open indefinitely i think he i do believe that behind the scenes he's trying really hard to get more people sent there like isis yep definitely um, isis people Uh, those being uh, mainly hillary clinton um, (laughs) tony and john podesta there's a there's a question for you jake okay we have the crazy question at the end Mm -hmm. you know the, the 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 ironic thing is that under trump we've lost a detail not lost that sounds like he died we've (laughs) we've gone from 41 to 40 detainees so you know if nothing else we can take solace in the fact that trump hasn't delivered on the promise of filling up guantanamo with bad dudes and actually there's been one less person and the thing is like this trial has like spanned like much longer than trump's political career has and will and it will continue inevitably much longer than his political career so i think it's less and it the the question of guantanamo is less an issue of intent and i mean that from from all parties and more an issue of like just like bureaucracy like it's yeah, just it's not political gonna management happen. right yeah, like, i mean they're just all trying to like not make their name to associate with it at this point no one wants to really politically interact with guantanamo because it has no value yeah uh, it's like publicly it's, it's like that like weird uncle that you have that it's like okay we can't <laughs> we can't just abandon him completely like we have to make sure yeah. he's alive but uh-huh. nobody wants to be mm-hmm. the one to take care of it you know Right. It's like we still got to like extend the invitation to Christmas, Mm -hmm. even though we'll make sure that it's impossible for him to attend. But like we still (laughs) actually have to like reach out and send him the evite and all that stuff. Exactly. Thank you so much, Phoebe. I mean, uh, you've been amazing. Yeah, this was really, really interesting stuff. (laughs) I I hope so. I've got a quick quick uh, little question for you mm-hmm. so um you know q as you know of mm-hmm. q anon which you know our podcast is 100 percent based on supports and dedicated um, to yes believes that the military tribunals and even potential executions are going to occur uh for certain members of what they call the cabal uh, mm-hmm. that should be on the island of guantanamo so this includes Obama, the Clintons, W. Bush, not the father. He's so, so nice. Uh, George Soros, uh, you know, just all the all the villains of the right. So can you tell us uh, how realistic this scenario is? I, I mean, um, OK, aside from the fact that Americans don't get sent to Guantanamo Bay, Aside from the fact that women don't get sent to Guantanamo, that non-Muslims don't get sent to Guantanamo, um, aside from all of that, right? Are you saying a Jewish person's never been sent to Guantanamo? There have been no Jewish people sent to Guantanamo. There was, speaking of mistakes and, you know, cases of not mistaken identity, but, you know, mistaken identity, um, there was one American that was sent, quote unquote, accidentally because the the Department of Defense didn't know he was American because he mm. also had like Saudi citizenship. But oh my um, god, yeah, his bes- name was Cesar Milan, <laughs> <laughs> and it turns bes- out the dogs weren't the only thing he was whispering <laughs> to. But yeah, I mean, like, you, the, like Guantanamo is like a very specifically yeah targeted Hide you away from the country. You're a Muslim. It 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 only functions as it does currently in a racist configuration 
there has to be an inherent racism. There has to be. And I, I don't see that changing anytime soon. Thank you so much uh, for, for coming on the podcast, Phoebe. Is there anything you'd like to plug before you go? Um, I think just like obviously all of my writing on Guantanamo, which you can pretty much find just by Googling my name. Um, and besides mm -hmm. that, you know, the work totally unrelated to this, but the work that I do with the Open Policing Project, which focuses on uncovering statistically provable racial bias in local police is, you know, it's an ongoing investigation. It will continue for a very long time and it would be awesome if more people cared about you know non-white people going to jail for a really long time uh phoebe's actual twitter handle p l yeah. bargudi it's yes at p l b a r g h o u t y <laughs> yes and y'all better y'all better follow her I, i've never I, i've never wanted to have a generic you know one syllable white person name more than i do in this exact moment <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's incredible that, that jake's uh, yeah, twitter for twitter it's um just yeah it's imperative fuckfest that's his twitter <laughs> no and i'm not on we're I, all still amazed that that brings him followers i am <laughs> off i am not a social media person you know uh, next time you go to the island we'll have you back again to tell us the latest yeah, on that what would be donald trump awesome. is up I with the latest 40 prisoners or whatever I would yeah. love that. Getting as many people interested in the cult of Guantanamo Bay is is my life's goal. Thanks so much for tuning in for another week of QAnon Anonymous. We've got a mailbag segment. Woo you can send any and all questions to QAnonAnonymous at gmail.com. That's right. We still use Google from a private <laughs> server Fuck off. that has not been compromised. Hells no. It's compromised as hell. And we will totally answer them on the podcast without doxing you. We promise. I'll try to answer them so you get the funniest answer possible. Jake He's not going to answer anything. He doesn't do it. Our Twitter is QAnon. Our Twitter is QAnon Anonymous. Uh, we do not run any advertising on our podcast. Oh, please. We are supported solely by you, our wonderful listeners. Literally, you're the best. Our Patreon is patreon.com slash QAnon Anonymous. If you pay five bucks a month, you'll get access to our premium episodes and give the show a chance to grow and help us put out even more stuff. Thank you so much to our current supporters, Andrew F. Bullywith. Carson P, Chris M, Eric O, Jared M, John S, Jonathan S, Kaya B, Linda R, and the Shitpost Podcast. Thank you guys so much for donating your money and your time. I know that, you know, I have a hard time parting with five bucks, so it's it's really special to us that you guys uh, want to help um, continue to grow the podcast, and we are forever grateful. I will probably be able to put gas into my automobile this evening because of your generous contribution. If you can't afford to support us financially, you can always help by telling friends about us, posting us, posting about us on social media, message boards, etc. If you haven't already, please go on iTunes and give us a five-star rating because we absolutely must defeat the pro QAnon boomer militias. Jake, thank you for the way your chest is like a pillow for my weary head as we cradle each other by firelight in the dead of winter. Thanks for tuning in for another week of QAnon Anonymous. <laughs> See you around the bend, listeners, and may the deep dish bless you and keep you. 